Welcome to the Pull the Shoot podcast with Jeff and Jana. This is our weekly venture into the world of small to medium-sized businesses and the entrepreneurial spirit that drives success. So our goal here is to help you grow and to be the best you can be, both in business and personally. To do that, we identify and we discuss topics that will hopefully help you as you work to build a successful business. We also interview business owners and executives. It's our hope that you may be able to gain insight on ways to help you be a better leader and provide a better culture for your people. Our mission here is to help you pull the shoot once a week to work on your business instead of always working in your business. So we hope you find these discussions insightful, helpful, and useful. And thanks for your support. We hope you enjoy today's podcast. Well, welcome everyone to the Pull the Shoot podcast with Jeff and Jana. We are so excited that you are here today. Good morning, Jana. How are you doing today? I'm good. Monday morning, President's Day. How are you? Good, good. Doing good. It's uh, The weather's warming up a little bit in Nashville here, so that's kind of fun. Yep. Um, so, you know, we've been doing this little series. Today, it's just you and I, and we've been doing this series on leadership that I want to keep talking about because it's just near and dear to our hearts. Mm-hmm. I want to say mine because I know you're the, you feel the same way. Um, but, you know, when we kind of started, we kind of talked about what defining this new leadership landscape looked like. And, you know, we talk about the fact that, you know, the the old leadership was one where, you know, you kind of did your job, you walk, you came in in the morning, you did your job, you went home Mm -hmm. and you got a paycheck and you had no say so in anything. Right. And we talked about the fact that to be a leader, they wanted you to be an expert. Yes. And the problem with being an expert is that you suck at being a leader because, because really that's true. I mean, you know, if you're an expert, then you're telling everyone, well, I know what's best. You do it my way. Mm-hmm. Instead of being a leader, which is guiding and, um, and you know, um, accepting people and just understanding where they want to go and, and things like that. So I'm delegating, you know, delegating. Yeah. Yes, right. Yes. Exactly. Thank you for that word. I was looking for it. Um, and so I think that's an important, important thing. Um, and I, I think today what I'd love to talk about is this whole concept of what we call first principles thinking. Um, which is kind of a different way of thinking about leadership. So let me give you the, the what my thoughts are on that, and then we can maybe you know jump into this a little bit. But um, first principles thinking is like taking something that we've done over and over and over again because we think that's the right way to do it and looking at it and saying, maybe there's a better way to do it. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, my best example I can give you is, um, is Elon Musk um, when he looked at taking people into space or going into space. And one of the things that he said was, why do we have to waste the booster rockets? Why do they have to burn up on reentry or or splash down into the ocean and lose them? Um, So he designed a way to bring them back down to earth and land on a platform so he could reuse them because the cost of building those things is multi, multi millions. Mm -hmm, And so mm -hmm. looking at things in a different way. And I just think that that's so, I, I never thought about things like that before. Um, but boy, what what an interesting way to look at things. What do you think? Well, I think it's a great I think it's a great concept because proven history or history proves in the last 65, 75 years of business that the more you can incorporate multiple thought leaders and multiple thought processes. And you and I talk about this a lot, Jeff. There's so many different types of people and strengths. That they right. have. So if you can get out of this mindset of that old school where you know you've got one leader and he or she dealt he or she 
is, is kind of the one that guides the processes and procedures. But there's it's very, very rare to find somebody that is, and you and I talk about this, a good leader, good at every single aspect of the business. Right. And yeah, so I think a good leader recognizes that they want the best people in the position so that they can delegate those subgroups and and aspects of the business that they perhaps are not as strong at. And this idea of first principles, I think, is understanding that we're going to deconstruct the old way and reconstruct the new way. So a lot of times the new way is not one leader, but it's one person spearheading a committee or, you know, an area of the of the procedure in in raising the business or growing the business or moving the business forward. So they almost have like little subgroups. And then there's somebody that maybe guides that for sure. And I think that leader, like you said, doesn't necessarily have to be somebody that's bossy or extroverted or is a know-it-all. It can be somebody that is a deep thinker and and allows all of these subgroups to come together and work at growing the business or, you know, keeping and, momentum up. Absolutely. As a, as, as a leader, I, you know, I think about this ability and, and it's almost intimidating though, to say, Hey, we're going to look at a problem and I'm saying to you, even though I'm your leader, I don't think it's the best way to do it, or I don't know if it's the best way to do it. Maybe after we deconstruct it and put it back together, it might turn out to be the best way to do it. But I'm giving you the reins, uh, team, to help yes. figure this out. Um, and I, I think that's intimidating for leaders a lot of times because they feel like they're really not the leader then, right? Because that's, that's right. The that's right. They have to give up control, like we talk about. Yeah. You have to give up control. And that's hard because of the way business has been structured in this country, you know? Yeah. Well, that's, you know, usually is that top down kind of mentality, you know? Well, and again, it goes, goes back to the comment of, of our last podcast, which is, you know, they expected you to be the expert, right? And when you're the expert, right. you have all the answers. And I think that we've really, um, we're starting to at least get into this place where we don't have to have all the answers. Um, we just need to know how to get to the truth of where we're going. Yes. And I think another one is we don't have to have all the answers, but we need to have all the questions. Great one, right? Yeah. Yeah. We need all the questions. I have a really good friend. He says, look, I'm going to guarantee you two things. One is I don't have all the answers. And two is I'm going to ask a lot of questions. (laughs) Yes, that's exactly right. Because again, everybody has their own perspective that they bring to the table. Everybody has their own personality. Everybody has their own way of communicating it, which is my big thing. Like, some people are very free at communicating. Other people are a, a lot quieter, but they're, again, they're, they process differently. So they might research and write down instead of, you know, babbling at the table when everybody gets to the table. So I always think the best way to do it is to approach a question or an issue or a problem and then say, everybody go back, take however long you can give them, you know, 48 hours, 72 hours a week. And let's come up with some kind of solutions, write it on a whiteboard. And, you know, let's all come up with what we think is the direction that we should be going so that the leader might be guiding that guiding that process, but not leading it. Right. Right. And then, and then here's the other piece of that. So you just hit on something for me, which is we're going to send them all away. They're going to come back with ideas. How do we know their ideas are going to work? Right. Right. That's the right. other side of this. It's like, okay, well, we got these great ideas. This looks right. But now, you know, I mean, we're deconstructing and, and reconstructing. How do we know? Like, I think Elon Musk, right? How did he know that the mm-hmm. get that spaceship to actually do that? You know, I mean, 
it's 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 a it's an interesting thing because when you come back with these with these decisions, you have to really be able to, you know, quantify, qualify, maybe is the better word, um, what you're doing and why you're doing it and yes. what the results should be. Um, but I think I think that's to me, it's like when you're being a leader and you're allowing your team to to voice an opinion, to offer suggestions, to push back. Um, you know, I do that with my guys right now. I mean, they're, you know, they're they're pushing back on me on a couple of things, which is pretty mm-hmm. interesting. One of them is for me to to kind of get my calendar under control, um, which I laugh at. Uh, but but it's you know, you have to allow them to have a voice and be mm-hmm. able to push back on things. Um, and you got to be as a as a leader, as a boss, as an owner, you got to be willing to listen. Um, I yes. think that's part of part of the key. I think it's it's interesting. But so you know, when we get to this this place where okay, we decided everyone comes back and we're deciding to do this. I think that decision-making process is going to be a, another stepping stone. Yes, for, I do too. Yeah. And I think it's going to, it takes time. And again, it takes communication. It takes everybody who has experience within that process expressing whether they think it'll work or it won't work. Is it too time consuming? Is it too costly? Is it, you know, servicing our customer base? All of these elements that go into developing and growing a business, but it doesn't always have to look like it did before. And I think that's a little bit, I think we're sometimes fearful of trying it a different way. You know, a little bit, we get set in our ways, especially as leaders or as people that have not tried it a different way before. Yeah, I think that's right. Because I mean, that's, you know, again, we all get comfortable. You hit on two things there. We get, we all get comfortable in our ways, which I think is an important thing. And, you know, the old adage, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. But right. it may not be broke. It might just be a better way. Right. right. So, um, you know, that's what right. I have to look That's at. exactly it. Like you said with Elon, yeah. it's worked before. It's worked historically right. to send rockets up in space, but he's trying to find a more economical way to do that. So it is interesting. All of these, there's so many different ways to look at it. And I think, again, it goes back to communication and fear. Like you can't be fearful that a new way might you know, not work. You've got to take your chances a little bit. Yeah. I just think it's, um, it, it's an interesting piece that you have to bring together. And, and the, the key here too, as leaders, I just want to, uh, as we're talking about this, uh, don't be afraid as the leader to dig a little deeper and push back against your team. Yes. A lot of questions, right? Um, Cause that I think is your role. Your role is let send them off have them come back with some ideas of how we can do this. You might have your own vision already, which you can throw out to them, but they're coming back. But, you know, as things come back, they might be thinking through things as a, as a group. Now you got to kind of analyze what you're doing and, and kind of get to the, the, the foundation of, of, is this the right thing to do? Yes. Well, especially as the experience driven member. Right. Exactly. Generally leaders are ones that are in a role where they have experienced a lot of these, you know, processes and procedures before. So that's, yeah, that's a great point. But again, I think looking at it in a different way is the key. I think communication's the key. And then I think putting, let, trusting your team, letting them have an opportunity to express and to deep think and to come up with a solution because that also empowers them. Right. It gives ownership. It gives them a piece of the action. So it empowers them to feel like they're part of something that's changing or growing rather than just delegating and bossing. Yeah, that's a key, right? I mean, I want to make sure that people, you know, listeners understand that leadership is is nothing about, you know, bossing. 
No. Uh, you know, it, it's all about empowering and and guiding and giving them the ability to to grow as individuals as well. You know, I think that is so important. And we don't do enough of that. No, we don't. And especially with these multi-generational people, you know, that we've got multi, we've got several right. generations now in the workforce. So there might be a more technologically savvy way to do it that our Gen Zers and millennials understand. Or there might be, uh, you know, um, some kind of machinery or something that supports production that makes more sense than the old way. And a lot of this stuff, again, you have to just trust that there might, th that you can delegate some of this or that you can be open to some of these suggestions. And that's the key. Like you said, it's not boss, it's leader. Right. Well, you know, it's funny. Um, so there's a, I'm thinking of, um, of Microsoft when Nadella took over and how he changed that culture, which again mm -hmm. is, is all about, you know, uh, first principle thinking um, where he said, there's got to be a better way to, to do this culture because and I don't know if everybody knows that Microsoft was a cutthroat culture. Yes. Um, you know, it was just terrible where, you know, everyone was cutthroat and, and just, you know, you, you kind of stood on people to get to the top mm -hmm. versus working together to get on top. Um, but, you know, I, I think of companies, I mean, I know a company, um, in the Nashville area that, you know, the owner um, kind of, it's his way or the highway kind of a thing, which is yeah. terrible, right? And the problem is, is that the turnover that he's, uh, you know, dealing with, and I know him, yes. um, and, you know, I wish I could get in there. I've talked to him a couple of times to try and get in there and try and change it. But but the key there was something you said, which is they have to be willing and ready to do that kind yes. of stuff, right? Yeah. Um, and that's the key. You know, we always say when we're coaching people, right? Are you are you ready? Are you committed? Are you coachable? And are you accountable? And yes. those are the four areas that we like to talk with them on and make sure. But if you're not willing and ready, you know, or committed anyway, um, at least to start things out, it's going to be a really tough road. You know, you it is going to be tough. You got to realize that what you're doing, I mean, it drives me crazy when people don't look in the mirror. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, yes. they blame everybody else instead of themselves, right? I mean, you get tons of turnover and they you know, just look in the mirror and say, why are you getting all that turnover? You know I mean? Well, that's the first indicator, Jeff. And the other thing is younger generations don't put up with that. You know, they just don't. They want that work-life balance. They want that free communication. Right. They want to feel justified and, you know, uh, like there's a reason for them to be there. They just don't put up with uh, that kind of old school mentality of this is the boss and it's my way or the highway. So you're going to have high turnover. That, you know, 50 years ago, maybe not as much, but boy, now people don't put up with it. If there's not free communication and an opportunity for them to express and 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 have input within the business, they, they don't want any part of it. It's yeah. not rewarding enough, you know? Yeah, you know, it's funny. We were at church on Sunday and, and the pastor was talking about red flags in relationships, but maybe think about red flags in, in the workplace, mm -hmm. right? Which is, you know, when, when things aren't right for, you know, if you're, if you're, um, Interviewing for a company that has high turnover rate—that's a red flag. You oh, know, absolutely! You be looking at that, going, "Wait, what's going on? What? Why oh man, that's a big red flag. Right? And the thing is, now you can find out. You know, what I yeah, mean, so yeah. if you go on all these glass door and all this stuff. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's just crazy. Or you know, the other thing too is like, um, you know, I think if you're working a job and you know they're making you work, you know, six twelves or five fourteens or all. You don't have a life, you know. I mean, one one of my our good friends, his son is is in the construction business, and he's uh, he's an engineer, but they're they're behind, and so all of a sudden now he's working. Right now he's working six fourteens, which is insane. Woo! And they want to add a seventh day, so it'd be seven fourteens. So wow. basically, his life is work and sleep. Yeah, so, um, which is not healthy. I mean, talk about burnout. It's crazy. 
No, that's not healthy. Yeah, these guys, they don't pay attention to that stuff. I mean, mm-hmm. as, as the owners, as the leaders, as the, you know, the the uh, supervisors, you know, all they know is, look, I got to get this job done. So we're going to do whatever it takes. Yeah. And, you know, and here's the problem, right? You always say to yourself, um, it's just it's just a time right now. We can get through this. Once you get through it, it'll get better. And then the next thing comes along and it's the same thing. Exactly. Patterns. Yep. That's right. And it never changes. And you're like, okay, well, I guess I I need it. I got to figure out a way to make this change. Right. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I do think it's important that we have a work-life balance. I mean, you know, we got to do what we have to do, but, um, but we need to also enjoy life. You know, it's too short. Absolutely. Well, and that also gives you your downtime to refresh and renew and, you know, come, come up with new thoughts and rest and without playtime, work time is, you know, it's not good because you're not as productive. It's been proven. Yeah. Well, AR, you not only is not as productive, you're not as creative. Yeah. Right? I mean, think about what we were talking about here, right? Given leaders, there's, you know, first principles thinking, which is, you know, going out there and, and being, you know, innovative and creative on changing mm-hmm. the way we do things. If you're exhausted, you're not going to do that. That's right. Your brain's not going to think like that. You know, it's just, right. you know, it's, it's me, it's me at, uh, you know, come five o'clock in the evening, my brain's done. You know, I'm, yes. I'm at the evening worker where there's a lot of people like, Oh, I do my best work in the evening. I'm like, not a chance. No, my brain is, my brain's been going since six this morning. That's right. Um, and I do much better. Sometimes I can get more done between six and 10 than the entire day. Mm-hmm. That's very true. There's a lot of people like that. It's interesting. Those work cycles, you know, we call that your sizzle, your sizzle time. You know, that's a bit yeah. most of time. That's really important to find that. Well, and again, as, as the leader, I think this is important um, too, is that you need to understand when people's sizzle time is, right? Yes. And then leverage that to your advantage. Sure. So I think that's important, an important factor too. So yeah. cool, cool. Well, Janet, thanks for talking with me today on this. I, I know this, um, this is a topic, again, that's near and dear to our hearts. I mean, leadership is something that we talk about as a, as a society all the time, but I'm here to tell you, we're not doing enough about it. I mean- That's right. There's too many businesses right now that are are failing because of poor leadership. Mm-hmm. If they would allow their employees to be more involved, to to give back to the company, and for you to give back to them, boy, what a difference that would make! You know, I was it tell- makes a huge difference, Jeff. And it's been proven to be more productive. Yeah. Those companies over historically over the last you know 25, 30 years, the companies where there's share, there's profit share, where there's team building, where there's, you know, where there's small committees that come together and build for the larger good or for the larger product or service. It's been proven over and over again. Now we've actually got historical data that proves that those companies are more profitable and happier. You know, they keep workers. Well, and that's the key, right? So is that if they're happier, um, you know, again, proven fact, you don't have to pay more money um, because they just want to wake up and, and be enjoying their job. Absolutely. You know, yeah. we, we've talked about this before. Only 12% of people, when they usually leave a job, they only leave, only 12% leave for more money. Mm-hmm. Everyone else is just unhappy. Yep. Like, there's got to be a better place to work because this is not fun for me. Right. And and so I think that's important. And, and we, we've got to, I'm on, I'm on a crusade to change leadership, to be one that's more, um, and I say this all the time to leaders, look, it's not about you. You know, it's, it's about them. And so the moment you make it about you is the moment you're going to fail. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you got to make it about your people and you got to make it about what's best for them and how to make them the best they can be, because they're going to pay you back 10 times with, with their dedication and their creativeness and their innovative sure. idea. It's amazing. It's amazing. Well, thanks, Jana. Again, um, to all the listeners out there, we just 
always love to talk about topics like this. Thank you for all of your support. We're excited. Um, we are moving in. Uh, we're in our third year of this podcast, and we're moving in on 100 uh, podcasts. So we're excited about that. We're going to do a little fanfare for that coming up. Uh, but we're excited. So again, if you have any questions, please let us know. You can either get us at uh, Jeff at pulltheshoot.net or Jana at JanaLandry.com. Until the next time, stay safe and be healthy.